Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is off track with Hinch and Rossi. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite part of the podcast, or probably somehow devastatingly your fourth favorite part of the podcast somehow, producer Them. Um, here with a little bit of an announcement. We decided we wanted to start giving you guys some more content after we had so much fun with those 100 Days to Indie uh, recap episodes. So we're going to start an interview series where we sit down and talk with some of our friends and in and or out of racing and bring you those interviews as separate standalone episodes. So we'll be releasing them on Tuesdays. Uh, we figured we'd start with one of our good friends, welcoming back Scott McLaughlin to the show. So hope you like it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Chicago this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Ooh, very exciting. Uh, very exciting. Well, speaking of very exciting, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Scott McLaughlin, driver hey, of the number three, I don't know, Pennzoil, uh, million other things, Sancio. What else do you have on the car, man? He's got the the good farmers, the good meats, good ranches, the meat wagon, ranches, Alex. Yeah. Uh, that's meat, what I'm running this meat, weekend. The meat mobile. Oh, so yeah, my, my okay. favorite my favorite thing about having Scott on the show is um, he he is our guest this week, but it was only after getting rejected by Joseph and Will Power um, <laughs> that we were able to get to Scott. So, you know, thank you. You know, I'm just so are, grateful to listen and talk to the third worst McLaren driver. So I'm actually like really excited <laughs> to be here. So thanks by, for having me, Alex. By, by the that numbers, is. that is that is false. But oh, by qualifying, you're you absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. Well, I appreciate you having me on. I, I'm glad that I, you know, I'm, I'm here. And, um, yeah, I'm always big fans of the show. We, we figured it was appropriate to have you on just kind of, you know, as uh, – to make up a little bit for just Alex and I waxing you and Joseph on bus bros challenge so much recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When is that episode going to be aired? Cause I'm very curious. I just asked Brian today. He's a bit behind the, the case, yeah. but he reckons it would be something for us this afternoon, whether that means we'll put is, it out tomorrow. Is, is, is he behind? Cause he had to go to Watkins Glen to watch some moron drive Mazdas. I think he is behind. Uh, so that means we've been screwed by off track twice now. Yeah. First <laughs> of all, yeah. first of all, not a moron, and he drives a Hyundai. But, you know, Rob's a nice yeah. guy. You don't have to talk <laughs> yeah. about him like that. But he is Canadian. <laughs> but he is Canadian. You got yeah. you, you didn't mention that part, but that part translates. Yeah. Uh, so right. so, so last, last time we had you on, um, yes. we, we basically... When was that? 
we we massaged you and told you how great you were and how amazing you were. And, <laughs> and, and, now, and now we're just <laughs> all over you. So now this I is, really this is what we do to guests now. I really don't want to do that um, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Ex- I never expect you to, Alex. James, Tim, maybe <laughs> you. I just grain of salt. <laughs> um, no, but I, I would like to know, and I would think our our viewers would be interested to know. Like when you came over, you didn't have any expectations. No one really did. You were this sports car legend guy who was making a transition to you know a real race car and breaking with your left foot and and all that oh. sort of thing. And that's a tough tough thing to say, having driven those cars. I respect it completely. Um, Did you expect the exponential rise that you've seen over the past two and a half years to be what it was? I mean, you always, as a driver, kind of hope that you can reach that point. But did you actually think you'd you'd get here and as quickly as you did? Um, I think midway through 21. I probably thought I was going home. <laughs> like I honestly, I, I just thought I couldn't get my head around it. It was, um, you know, trying to learn the red tire, you know, the red tire is very inconsistent as we all know, <laughs> like track to track. Um, yeah. Day to day. Day to day, set to set. But um, we're big fans of Firestone. But no, I genuinely, it took me a little bit to get, used to just the overall cadence of the season and that and realizing just how hard it is. Like I came from supercars where it was like, if I finished outside the top five or outside the top four, three, like I was pissed off. And, you know, as much as you have a good car, like I'm in a Penske car, you're in a McLaren car, like majority of big four, whatever you want to call it. But you can't do it in IndyCar. And what Alex Pelot is doing right now is so impressive. I think even more so. I think he's doing such a good job with his team. It shows you can do it, but I think it's very hard to stay at the front. And I think once I sorted out my mentality of like, okay, this is going to take time. I've got to, like, I've got to learn. I've got to put some good qualifying efforts in. Don't give up during the races because you could be at the back and then all of a sudden come to the front. Like, you know, you have no idea. Um once you get that mentality right, that's when it starts sinking in. But no, I think as there's that hope there as a driver that you can be where I'm, uh, my comp, how my comfort level is right now in the sport within the drivers, like knowing where I'm going to tracks, and you know I feel very comfortable now. Um, but I think you know winning three races last year was a surprise. I thought if I could get one, that would be great. Um, to be you know top five in the championship, and then yeah, winning three races was great. And now this year. Having a win already is good. Um, still pissed off at the middle part of my year right now, so I really want to get a really good finish of my second half. But yeah, it's. But I tell you, there is no set more satisfying series to win a race in. This is like I've won a lot of races in Australia, a lot of races other in other categories. I've never been more satisfied at the end of a race for the four wins I've had in the IndyCar. Like I've, it's just incredible and. I think that's a testament to the teams and drivers that you race against. And I just, yeah, I love it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it speaks volumes when someone with your like success across the globe can make that statement. And, you know, I think Alex would agree. I, I agree. It's the best feeling. Um, mm. I just want to kind of touch back a little bit. Cause you, you talked about, you know, the cadence of the season cadence of the weekends. What was kind of a big difference between going through a weekend in in supercars versus a weekend in IndyCar? Was it supercars is a lot more time? races, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you have a lot more races, a lot more qualifying. 
um, like the tire itself, you know, it's one batch of tire as well. So it's made and you race that throughout the year. Like it's not like different batches throughout the year. So that was hard to get my head around. Um, and then, yeah, I think just the, the fact of the, for me was especially on a street course, but anywhere really is how much the track rubbers in, you know, throughout the weekend, like you start, I'm, I was, I was looking at like practice one, you know, where I was going to break and, and I'm like, that's where I'm going to break, but there was just no rubber for me to do that. So I was crashing and practice one easily and, you know, not waiting for the track to build to the point where you can attack it. And then, you know, once I sort of brought that mentality back a little bit, you know, appreciated how much the track rubbers in and stuff, which it does a ton and does throughout sessions, as you guys know. And when you learn that, that, that certainly helps that comfort level. And rather than putting yourself back a session, you look at Will on the weekend, like losing a session there, with Dixon, like it really ruined his weekend. Like you just lose that knowledge of the track, knowledge of where your car's at, and yeah, it just hurts. So you've really just got to make every lap count in this sport, which is so different to where I've come from. Speaking of where you come from, I want to go back even further now. I want to give I want to give the listeners, the fans of Scott McLaughlin, a little bit more of an insight into who you are, where you're from, why you are the way you are, all that stuff. You're like why the anti Dixon. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. you're the anti-Dixon because you were born in New Zealand, but kind of spent a lot of your years in Australia. He was sort of vice versa, uh, yeah. born in Australia, claims to be a Kiwi. Um, so, I mean, so where did it all start? Born in Australia. Sorry, <laughs> confusing myself now. Born in New Zealand. When did you start racing? We're in a tight ship here. Yeah. When did you start racing? How did you start racing? Why did you start racing? Yeah, born born in New Zealand, Christchurch, New Zealand, moved, uh, and I, I started when I was six years old. Couldn't race till I was seven. Um, raced till I was nine or ten, and then we moved to Australia and uh, to Melbourne for my mum and dad's business. Um, my mum and dad put a lot on the line, um, not for my career, they, for their business. Uh, my dad was a truck driver, um, owned a truck company in New Zealand, and then eventually bought one. He hated New Zealand or like the business side of New Zealand, and it was like, no, nah, I'm going to Australia bought seven trucks, basically put his, you know, nuts on the line and, and said, you know, if this doesn't work, we're basically bankrupt. If it works, it's going to be great. So he built that over five years, six years, sold it um, in 2009. Uh, he had 78 trucks. <laughs> so he like built it, not a huge business, but a pretty big business in Australia and all up the East Coast of Australia and he um, and, and sold that in 2009. Um, and then has just been a truck driver sporadically throughout the years. But then for me, my during that part of those years, I, I probably did, I stopped racing go karts for about a couple of years because because of, of that. Really? Um, yeah, so I didn't really start getting back into it when I was sort of eleven or twelve, and then that's when things sort of took off and got noticed by a few teams, um, and then started racing supercars when I was sixteen, and then basically turned pro supercars. You could say getting paid when I was eighteen. So and then, but when I it was funny, like I, I signed this contract, and if I finished outside the top. 12 in the championship and supercars which is pretty easily done um yeah. that's my first year i was on that was on 30 grand a year <laughs> and it was like a, it was a it was a one-year deal and um i remembered uh getting the uh i i won my second race in new zealand and i got a three-year deal stuck on the table straight away <laughs> and I didn't, i've never had to worry pretty too much about a contract since which has been nice <laughs> so correct me if i'm wrong i don't I don't know if this is true, but when at one point when you did a renewal with DJR, which was you know in partnership with 
Team Penske, you had always expressed interest in coming to the States and you didn't really care what it was, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of what championship it was, but you knew obviously Penske had cars and IMSA and IndyCar and Cup and all this sort of thing. Wasn't there some deal that you made with TC or Roger or something that if you accomplished X, they would give you a shot in the States? Yeah, so I... I met Roger and Tim in 2014. I actually sent them a, a note just saying, you know, here's my details. If you ever need a driver, I'd love to talk to you guys. They contacted me late 2015, early 2016, and we started talking contracts since then. And then I signed in 20, for 2017 season. But a part of that was I raced in Austin, Texas for the supercars at Coda. Mm-hmm. And right. I loved America since then, like loved it. And I was just like, I really want to be here. And this is before I met my wife, which is a long story. But anyway, you guys know that. But um, I always wanted to be here. But yeah, NASCAR, I honestly thought, you know, that would probably be the the ticket. I thought Roger and Tim would put me there. Um, but it was in 2019, they said to me, hey, have you, have you ever thought about IndyCar? I'm like, I'm about 200 pounds. I'm like, you know, I don't know. I think I'm a bit too big for this for this this sport. Um, <laughs> am I? Do you think I, I'll be okay? He's like, you lose a bit of weight, you'll be fine. Yeah, come and try the sim, see if you like it, and we'll give you a test if you go right at the sim. And that's how it all sort of happened. Very blasé, but um, yeah, part of that deal when I signed was like, all right, this is what Hornish did for us. You know, Hornish won an Indy 500 for him, and then got his chance in NASCAR. Well, if you win Bathurst in the championship, let's achieve our goals here. America's always an option. There was never a you're 100% coming. It was never a guarantee. Yeah, it was just a floating thing. Um, But I'll never forget, like, Roger, when I won Bathurst, come up to me, he's like, okay, time for America, basically. So that was, like, on on the podium. So I'm flipping out. We won Bathurst, whole deal. And then he come and said that. I'm like, bro, like, I just, like, I nearly (laughs) fell over. So uh, it's been a magical run you know since 2017 my life has changed from meeting my wife like you know to, to now living in america um with a green card like very settled and I'm, I'm very very happy and you just bought a house as well right yep yeah just yeah. bought a house Congrats. so uh yeah, we're in thank you we're in charlotte living so. the american dream man like literally oh, yeah. that's, that's I know, pretty awesome and i, and I, and I pre- like honestly i don't take it for granted I, I genuinely love this country i love being here a lot of people ask me, oh, you know, in Australia, they're like, is it safe or whatever? It is. Like, I mean, like, I love it. And, and I, yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I think that's why I'm definitely, I'm intense with my racing, but I definitely enjoy off the track, my camaraderie with the, t- the people and, you know, whether that's good or bad, I'm, you know, we'll have a blue if we need to, but it's like, I just genuinely enjoy the opportunity to be here and it's been fun. So the camaraderie off track has formed a YouTube show, which is, you know, successful, but you know, the second <laughs> or third favorite of IndyCar fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, at least Joseph, I'm pretty high up there. Joseph's like a lot less than me, but that's fine. he's really been weighing you down. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, since May, step it up. you know? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. He won something big, but I forgot about it already. I mean, it's no Bathurst. No, you look <laughs> it's half it's literally half it's half right. the race it's half the race at Bathurst is. no no i want to win that one more than anything <laughs> so when uh, when so, you were yeah. okay sorry go, no go ahead you were on a roll nope. with uh well i just i, I just want to know about us bros you know you talk about the camaraderie i think that's interesting to people confusing to some people 
especially when you think about who your your counterpart is. You know, we it's easier for James and I to explain um, kind of our relationship uh, because you know our well, his wife and my soon-to-be wife are best friends, known mm-hmm. each other for a very long time, mm-hmm. live next to each other for the most part. Um, and so that that all kind of made sense. Joseph being the kind of singular person that he is with his meal prep and living in Nashville and wanting to kill everyone and all this stuff. It's six pack. Like yeah, it's yeah. right. It's it's actually did impressive. I the, did I miss the homicidal part of Joseph? Or do we just it's, mean like just in general? It's impressive. No, we, we assume he's got some serial killery type there's, tendencies. There's some bodies out there. Okay. With me, with the the perfection that he demands, you would anybody be surprised? It. You right. wouldn't know about it, but you would you never know. Yeah. Like if if one day just popping up on the news, IndyCar driver yeah. Joseph Newgarden arrested for you know deaths of eighteen bodies, eighty like, six murders. Yeah. yeah, you're like, dang it, I mm, ah, yeah, okay, that, that's yeah, gonna be yeah, a hell of a bus prize episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, did so how did you him? how did you how did you infiltrate him? Like how did that how did that work? Especially especially as like you're his teammate. You're the one he want. You're the one he wants to beat the most, mm. right? Like that's actually it's it's pretty impressive how that all came to be. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I think uh, we met in like 2018 doing Penske games and stuff, and and uh, we like I, I wouldn't say we like went out for dinner straight away or whatever. It wasn't even until I got here really, um, and then. You just get talking. We're talking a lot on the debrief truck and hanging out. And I mean, that was through 21, hung out a fair bit in 21, um, whether that was going for drinks or dinners or, you know, sat at his house at Nashville, you know, a few things. Um, I don't know, just pretty natural. So sort of ha- I think our, our sense of humor, some of the like things that we say and stuff is very similar. And was, uh, whose idea was Bus Bros? It was actually his. I have to be honest, it was his idea, which I was surprised. But he was like, hey, man, like, I, it was, and, and Brian Simpson, obviously, but, you know, like, hey, this could be pretty cool. Like, you know, see a different side of Penske or, you know, what we do. I mean, we've got like a bit of a brand, you know, the Penske way, but I feel like we could, you know, do something kind of cool, kind of different. Um, and he sort of knew that I was, I, I, I like mucking around a bit, as you guys know. And, and, um, but like I said, I'm serious, but, when you when you have time to let go, it's 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 time to let go, and and that's how I, and that's how I like roll. Um, Joseph, you know, he's he's very regimented, as you guys know, and and um, that's half the reason why he's so successful as he is. But to have a guy like that as a teammate, you know, I hate it, but I love it, and it makes me really good. And I think it's really that's helped my speed in my trajectory in the sport. It's just. Now, being able to look at that guy's data or Will's data and and video and just figure out what they do, how they warm the tires up, how they drive an oval. You know, Iowa, I still have no idea how he cuts through traffic the way he does. Like, it's incredible. But for it's me, it's murders. such a... It, it's weird, it's, it, yeah. it's murder yeah. dependent. Well, he's trying to get away from yeah. him, Des Moines. But no, he, <laughs> um, he, no, but he is like, it's, it's, it's just fun. But I think there's a point where we both, like we've just both accept that we are both pretty good. We both go, well, it is what it is. We'll race each other to the death on tracks. But at the end of it, it's just what it is. And if we both need a breather after it, we both give each other the, the room and then we come back together and go ahead. And, so, I mean, yeah. So yeah. that was kind of, that was going to kind of be my next question was, has there been any moments where like something on track has sort of 
leaked into like, hey, I don't know if we can film this today, or like you film an episode and it just didn't have the same vibe. Oh uh, no, no. There's times where I'm just like after Indy for me, honestly, and he was busy as well. But like, I was just I had a worst month, and I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to film it. I just, I'm just, I'm not in the mood, and I, it's not going to be good. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to do it, and that that was my own fault. Um, but there's times that you know. Joseph, like, you, you just if, say I want to race or whatever. Like, he obviously hates that, and I kind of hate when he wins as well. But it's you try and you just give each other a couple of days, and then you realize, hey, good job, man. Get on with it. Like, at Detroit, I ran into him a little bit, kind of like the McLaren guys did. But that's all fair game. And then he was like, oh, I'll get you. And then he got me kind of back at Road America. And, and then after it, we talked about it. We're like, oh, is that, is that one all? And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, it's one all. So, like, it's, it's, it's healthy – but respectful, but could be bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, there's a whole heap of shit going on, but yeah. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So bus bros could could like spectacularly fail one day implode, if there's yeah. a good oh, on track. Yeah, I have look. I have no doubt that we're both <laughs> egotistical enough to like have a massive Barney. Like I think we'll put the team first before that bus bros for anything. But also we want to beat each other so bad. So I, I, I could see it happening, but I think it's inevitable. But whatever. So we should all enjoy the ride for now. Yeah, for, I mean for, yeah. for now. I mean, Essentially, it's Bus Bros is a lim- it's a limited series. We're not sure how limited. But it's know. probably a limited. Series. <laughs> I think it's more limited from the fact of like I think we like we're starting to you know we enjoy it, but like doing it every week's been like full on like trying to find ideas and stuff. Where you guys talk about the racing a bit more, and you know it's a bit more like regimented with that and what happened. But the, the Bus Bros is like okay, how much how much hot food can you eat you know like and then right, it's like yeah. well, you can't like, eat very much no i can't <laughs> eat but like, 
it is what it is. It's, yeah, you guys yeah. are basically coming up with like a sketch comedy variety show every week, which is a yes. lot harder than us sitting around bullshitting about the weekend. Exactly. I give you credit. I give you credit for making Joseph drink or think drinking is acceptable. Well, he's just yeah. yeah used to be a There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place, as you guys know. And uh, I think yeah, it's. I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I think he's just he's drinking a little bit more. He's still like pretty like doesn't do it as much but there's times where i know i can get him and it doesn't take much and we can get him so yeah <laughs> but I'm not, I, I don't drink a lot either but it's just yeah. we party when we want to party we party and yeah mainly that's after races and we're together so there we go fun drunk joseph is a hell of a time and oh, you guys uh, we've all, we, yeah we've yeah. all seen it we all love it so the best uh, wedding guest ever the best if you're having a wedding just invite him uh it's gonna be great he's gonna cut out he's gonna get the dance floor going yeah. he yeah. will make every man there feel like less of a man he's an introvert but he's like out. so introverted extroverted like it's crazy it's so weird like he's actually yeah, like very int- like but yeah weird dynamic um okay yeah enough about joseph sabs <laughs> yeah i don't really want to talk about that guy anymore i'm done so you so you talk about how you had you know your win uh, this year already at Barber, but then kind of what you say is a bit of a midseason slump. What's what's been the issue, and and how do you how do you fix it from the next race onwards? Yeah, I think our pace has been pretty good, um, particularly in races, but uh, at Indy and whatnot. Uh, Indy for me, the five hundred, I just just had a bad one, just. You know, pit stops didn't go right. A couple, couple of them, yeah. I, 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 a couple of restarts. I just, you know, I got caught in bad spots, um, thinking they were the right spots. Uh, yeah, just wasn't to, to salvage what we did with 14th. I mean, that was I thought that was not too bad, but the the NDGP, you know, like that that game we had reasonable pace, but didn't qualify well. You know, for some reason we just didn't couldn't switch the tire on like other guys could, and and we found ourselves starting like you know 16th or whatever it was. And then um, I whack my front wing off, you know, the first lap, and then we don't fill the car up in the in the final stop, and I have to pit for fuel at the end when we come back to like ninth or something. So like, it's the pace has been there. Our execution from myself, the team, everything like that is probably like a B minus. Pace for me has been like an A. Been pretty happy with that. Just just a matter of just putting it together. And I wish I could have put it together a little bit more. But and you've got a guy like Alex that's just smashing it. And he's put yeah. basically a race on the field, and it's not me. The, the other one, the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the better guy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, alpha. The, the, the much better Alex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, but it's so true, though. Yeah. It, it just shows, right? Like if you don't execute on every little thing, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like the series is just so competitive that every yeah. lap you drive has to be good. Every decision you make on track has to be good. Every strategy call has to be right. Every pit stop has to be flawless. You just yeah. you cannot make mistakes and expect to win in this championship. No, and I think like you know. That there was that group at like around Barber, like we, we, I was in that group, and like we were, had forty points on maybe sixth, I think it was, and Alex was in that, but Alex won Indy and then fourth, and then just he's and everyone else in that group behind him had a bad race and has brought everyone back to you know where everyone was at sit in sixth spot, so he's just got that race ahead now, and but look. You know, it means everyone can be a bit more aggressive with him and and uh, put a bit more pressure on him too. So it's it's everyone's sort of got to you know try and slow that momentum down. Yeah, I mean Joseph tried to run him off the track at uh, Road America, so he was he was trying to help the cause. Wasn't it? Yeah, that was, was pretty full on, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
It was a it was a miscommunication. It was they talked to that. I'm just kidding. He didn't try to do anything. Did that? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, honestly, we all have to, uh, we have to beat Alex. Like it's just like it is what it is. It's just we, we got to get going. <laughs> Otherwise, he's gone. <laughs> what uh, what tracks left on the calendar are you most looking forward to? Um, oh, this one coming up, Mid Ohio. I'm excited. You know, we had a really fast car there last year. Obviously, win the race and that. Um, but on every sort of track here on end is fun. You know. Indy GP, I, I, I really want to get back there and be better. I just haven't been good there my whole career. You're the only one that wants to get back there again. I, I, I only want to get back there for the simple fact I just want like I just want to have a good race there. I know I finished fourth yeah. there in the August race last year, but qualifying-wise, it's, it's killing me. So um, It's such a weird one, man. Like It took me – like I don't know that I haven't figured it out yet, but it took me five years to like – make it in the top 10 and qualifying there. It's, it shouldn't be as hard as it is. Well, you know, the thing that me I made the fast six there my first year. And, yeah. and now I have no idea. I haven't qualified it within the top 15 since then. So like, I don't know what I've done wrong, but it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Pain it in the ass. It's thing though. Every, everybody's first, uh, everybody's first time to NEGP, like they qualify yeah. really well for some reason. Like all the, no, yeah. all these rookies come in, it's your first race and they qualify well, whatever. Um, all right. Well, one last thing quick. We, uh, obviously this year we had the, the joyous, awesome benefit of having our own television show, hundred days to Indy on which you featured quite prominently for a while there. And it was really cool. And I think, I think what, when I, I talked to a lot of fans about the show and one of the big pieces of feedback is how much they love seeing drivers lives away from the racetrack, right? You can watch the races, you see interviews, you follow on social media, you kind of get certain things, whatever, but kind of seeing a little bit more of that behind the scenes stuff. And for you, a lot of it was, uh, you, you and your relationship with your wife, Carly's family, and then being a big part of your kind of career and your, your network here now. Uh, was it, was it kind of cool getting to show that side of it? And, you know, like how, how has it been kind of having that family? Cause your family's obviously not here. So kind of being able to be the, uh, the adopted son of that family. Yeah. That's been, sorry about, I don't know if you can hear my dog. My da- dog's going crazy. Um, but <laughs> we all have that problem here. Yeah. Uh, DoorDash has just been dropped off. But, um, I, James uh, um, no, look, it's been great. Uh, I'm very lucky to have, you know, a wife from here, which has made the transition, you know, with visas and being here and everything easier. And that wasn't the reason we got together, but it is what it is. Um, and then you've had... I've got having, one of those too, don't worry. Yeah. And having, <laughs> yeah, and having a family here, like, it's just nice. You know, it's, uh, you know, John, you know, my father-in-law is driving the bus. It's nice to have a guy that you you just straight away, you just trust a lot with it. He's driven for UPS for 30 plus years. Um, he's now retired. He's just enjoying life and he's having an absolute blast. He loves doing it. Um, and then, you know, her mom and sister and family, like everyone else, like they're just massive fans and, and, uh, always have a massive posse for the Indy 500, which has been great. Um, but I guess, yeah, I actually enjoyed it, you know, from the perspective of 100 Days to Indy to see, you know, other drivers' lives as well, particularly Pato's. Um, I thought it was very impressive what he gets up to. Um, you know, I think I, I really hope that's something, I think it could be really good for our sport. I think it was a really good thing to show some different characters and, um, you know, to be, be a part of that was pretty cool. So, but yeah, very lucky, very lucky to have, have, uh, have a family here, have a family back home. Um, just makes, it's going to make, uh, eventually when we have more people in our family and in terms of us having kids, it's going to be a pretty complicated situation, but we'll figure that one out when it comes. Yeah. yeah. Cross that bridge when you come to it. 
Yeah. In the meantime, bud, we want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, wish you all the best for the remainder of the season. Uh, I know, I not really. Watch yeah, you I know Alex doesn't. A lot. Yeah, Alex doesn't wish that, but you do, and I appreciate you, Tim, as well. <laughs> um, thanks for having me on. Um, honestly, honestly, if you could, uh, if you could give uh, the thumbs up to Joseph and Will, so that we could um, actually use an episode with a guest. Um, yeah, this one. Yeah, actually, I, I will. Released, I, don't think. I mean, it's just a warm fun. up for us. Yeah, I know. I'm oh, third was I best. supposed to be recording this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I know I'm third best, but I'm number one in your heart. So, like, let's you be are. honest. That's the main thing. Right so. here, buddy. <laughs> right here. All right. It's we're doing, it for, doing it for the queen. Well, I guess now the king. But yeah, you and I are on the um, same page. I'm a big Commonwealth guy. I respect that. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Tim. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.